Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Star Trek The Next Generation Season 4, Episode 9, it's called Final Mission. So full spoilers for the episode as always. This one sees a, you know, another sort of stranded couple of characters on a planet needing help. We've seen episodes like this before in Star Trek, uh, even in Next Generation, I'm sure we've seen it before. Uh, but in particular it's Picard and Wesley this time, along with a, a sort of guest star. Uh, meanwhile, the Enterprise is dealing with a crisis elsewhere, so even once they know that there's something up and that they might be in trouble, they can't just drop what they're doing and go and look for them. So it's kind of a survive in the desert, looking for water, that kind of thing. Uh, mainly another bonding episode between Picard and Wesley, which seems to be promising that Wesley is about to leave for Starfleet Academy. Unfortunately, I have inside knowledge that says that this is not his exit. <laughs> I mean, I figured by the end of the episode. I don't know, the, the end of the episode, Picard's saying, you'll be missed. Even the ending <laughs> to me said, oh, that's, this is him probably, he's probably got a couple of episodes maybe, and then he's gone. Well, oh, sure, yeah, I meant, I, I thought you meant in general that this episode wasn't the exit. I, I didn't think you meant... No, even just like... ballpark now, the idea that this is building up to his exit in, like, one or two episodes' time. Is it not? Uh, that doesn't sound like it. From what Tara was saying to me, what I said is this: is this his exit? And she was just M- like, maybe no. she thought you meant this episode as well. Because when you said that sentence, that's what I thought you meant. Uh, I, I doubt it. I don't know. But I'm, I'm, no. my enthusiasm for his exit has been greatly diminished. That's all I'll say. I, I'm, I'm holding out hope still. I'm holding out hope there was a miscommunication and, and it's it's coming. I mean, I'll find out pretty soon. So. Uh, I'll know before next episode but uh, this episode's kind of a weird frustrating episode in that there's things that it's trying to do that I appreciate there's moments that it does that I appreciate Uh, there's also moments that I can see what it's aiming for but falls vastly short of the the emotion that it's trying to hit and there's even stuff that it sets up that I feel like it then just kind of pisses away for some reason and I'm not entirely sure why Uh, my main example of that is that Wesley and this, because uh, basically they're being taken on a shuttle to this mining planet because there's negotiations or something. Picard has to go speak to some miners. And uh, miners being like coal, well not miners, it may not be coal, but you know, some mineral, they're mining on a planet, <laughs> as it's supposed to miners, as in children. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Well, I, I think this is one of those things where because I knew what it was what you were yeah, supposed yeah. to be saying, I, I couldn't even grasp what else it could have been. I was like, what else do miners mine for? Well, no, miners as in children, which, you know, obviously it's spelt differently, but it sounds basically the same in most people's mouths. Sure. Miner, miner. And even then, I'm having, I was really emphasizing there. You, you the, were. The, I, the, I think context, I think you, you were okay. I, I don't know why Picard would we go to speak to a bunch of children. <laughs> I don't know, he's trying to grow and learn and be more of a, a fatherly figure. I don't know. Uh, yes, but I don't know why he'd be doing negotiations with them. <laughs> <laughs> punishment starfleet know know that he hates children and they want to it's a prank they're like hey there's, there's this planet full of children you're gonna to have to go and deal with them but anyway they're being taken down the shuttle by this this character this captain of this little shuttle which wesley even cracks a little joke about because he's like captain of a shuttle yeah, uh, right. yeah wesley's kind of unlikable for a lot of this episode to be honest 
Um, even when he's sticking up for Picard, he just sounds really whiny about it. He's like, why are you talking to Captain Picard that way? He's the one who's going to get us out of this. He, he comes across as really obnoxious. But anyway, the point I was getting at is that quite quickly, there's this sort of conflict between Wesley and this captain, particularly when they're getting stranded on the planet after the crash and they're doing their, you know, their, their Lawrence of Picardia uh, through the desert. And Visually, I thought it was quite nice. Oh yeah, they're in a real desert. This is not some, you know, back lot. This is like a real location they've got here, sort of for the vast vista of it. And, you know, right away we see that he's a bit more erratic. He doesn't think things through. This Captain character, he he wants to just brute force things. He's hiding the fact that he's got some... Well, at first you're thinking he's got some water. He's actually got booze, which is actually a terrible idea in the desert when you're possibly going to, <laughs> going to be dehydrating. Uh, like, Connor's the resident alcoholic here, okay? So he... He uh, obviously has a different opinion on the matter. But um, Picard gets injured, right? Picard has this moment where he pushes Wesley out of the way because some rocks are coming down in this cave. He pushes them out of the way. And you're like, no, Picard, let Wesley die instead of you. But he takes the rocks for Wesley and he's injured and he's lying on his back. So he can't really be there to stop this third party, this other captain from doing shady things. And he says to Wesley in a moment, that you know, as he's lying there, he's like, hey, I can't help you now. You're going to have to stick up to him on your own. And I thought, okay, this is has been kind of building to this because I've had some conflict. I've been kind of bickering. Even the episode started with, with uh, Picard kind of giving Wesley some shit for being late to the bridge. And it was really all just set up to tell him that he'd been accept- accepted at Starfleet Academy. But it was this idea that Wesley really needs to stick up for himself and actually kind of like take some, you know, command, right? Of the situation. And then the very next scene we really have of him and this other captain the captain gets his way with this insane plan we'll talk about what they're trying to do a bit later because we'll we'll set that up as but he actually just kind of dies almost immediately and wesley never actually has to stick up to him or stand up to him you know he never actually i i I thought the episode was setting up the idea that by the end of the episode he was going to either through a show of not actually force but like through diplomacy and being smart was going to you know, show that he should be, you know, the one in charge here, or show that he should be, or, you know, at least stop him from being this erratic fool who was going to get them killed. And instead, the guy just got himself killed almost immediately. I was like, okay, I guess we're not doing anything with that. <laughs> yeah, and also in, in the bit just before he gets killed, like, what he's doing, while it's a little bit reckless, it's not like, you know, it, it's coming from nowhere. You know, Wesley's there, you know, really, like, doing the, the, the really going in on, on the data of the situation, right? You know, like, you know, Break it down here. You know, this is this is going to be the, the plan. And the other captain's like, we, we haven't got time for this. Y- your man's dying over there. Come on. Let's, you know, we haven't got this. We haven't got time to waste. It, it's not like he's just doing this for, for no reason. Right. So it kind of, it almost feels like Wesley shouldn't be standing up to him in this moment. And then it kind of kills him. <laughs> so it kind of feels like, oh, I, I guess he should have done. It was really uh, murky for me here. Your line of thinking is really weird to me here because I kind of disagree. Uh, <laughs> um, Wesley annoys me a lot in this episode, but I, I, there's not a second in this scene, in this this conflict of what they should do to try and get to this water fountain, which is protected by some magical science barrier that attacks sure. yeah. whoever gets to it. Um, because they've already seen that it kind of lashes out when someone tries to fire a phaser at it, right? Because that happened earlier yep. on to the phaser because the guy tried to shoot it. And this is what ended up, that's what, that's what resulted in the, the rocks coming down and injuring Picard. So there's already been consequences for acting brashly. Um, so we already know that it's dangerous to just start doing this. Um, 
So even though he has an idea to, oh, let's trick it by firing it with both phasers, but one set higher, so it'll sort of, like, distract it while the other one does the work or something, is effectively what he's saying. And Wesley's like, no, I can actually figure some of this out. Let me actually look at some of the data and sort of analyze it a little bit and figure out an actual plan based on, you know, some science rather than just willy-nilly, let's do this first. Um, And the reason why I'm saying I'm on Wesley's side here, at least in the, the logic of how to proceed here, is one, this guy's already proven to just do the first thing that comes to his mind and sure. without any, you know, caution, without any care for what he's doing. He's basically a scientist for Prometheus. Let's just call him what he is. And Wesley saying, no, let's actually at least spend 10 minutes thinking about this. No, I, I get where you're coming from and I get why Wesley's point of view makes sense here uh, because it does. But I think you know, the other captain, he, he makes a valid point. Well, we don't know how long you know, Picard will live for, you know, without you know, being unattended, you yeah, know, without the, what we need. The phrase you use is that he's doing this for a reason. I disagree that that's the real reason why he's doing it. He's doing this because he wants the war. He doesn't care about Picard. I mean... That's his selfishness. That is, uh, no, that is also true. But the the reason he presents uh, makes sense like to me. Now, but this point in the episode, he'd lost any credibility to be listened to. So, and we'd already seen that what happened the last time he tried to mess with this without thinking. Did, yeah. So, I don't know. In this scene, I was completely like, no, Wesley should be standing up to him. And then, lo and behold, the guy just gets himself killed. But this is the thing; it takes away the threat of this guy. I thought, I thought the point of this episode, because of what the setup was going to be, Wesley having to like fight against this guy because this guy was constantly going to do things or try and do something that was going to get them all killed or not save Picard or whatever and then that threat just got taken away and it was like from that point on all it really was was Wesley figuring out how to get to the water on his own which basically just amounted to him pressing some buttons and like you know just gobbledygook and having an emotional scene where he's like by Picard's side and tells him that his motivation for everything he does in life is to make Picard proud which I mean it's not out of character for him he's always we respected Picard. He's always looked up to him. Very terrible speech, though. But it's a terrible speech, and the music really tries to hammer it home. The music tries so hard to make it be this emotional moment, and and maybe it's just because we we know that Picard's not dying here, and maybe it's because we just actively don't like a Wesley that much. But I do think it's trying really hard to go for this emotional moment. I actually thought the moment here that did work a lot better, uh, although admittedly partly because I was laughing at it was because he actually brings up that, that episode where he was in the ship with Picard. You know, the episode where we found out that when it comes to the ladies, Wesley Crusher's in complete control. He actually brings up that trip and how he was scared to be there for like, you know, five hours with Picard. And I thought, oh, that's actually a nice thing to admit to him. I was actually scared to spend that time with you, but by the end of that trip, I really I had this newfound respect because I, I, I kind of bonded with you in a way that I hadn't yet because up until that point, I'd been this kid and now I was yeah. like one of your officers or one of I your ensigns. From what I recall of that episode, admittedly, you know, it's been a while. Um, it, it was mostly like from Picard's point of view of him mm. being scared to have to spend all this time with annoying little shit Wesley. So this kind of that you know reversal almost was was kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, I think we knew in the episode he was. I think there was at least one scene of him saying he was. I mean, that probably yeah. was. But yeah, no, like it, it felt like a nice callback, even though that wasn't the greatest episode. It felt like a nice callback to that moment. I always like when they bring the continuity into it and it feels like the characters have been on this journey. You know, I, one of the things I love about TV shows that run a, a good number of seasons like this is when Wesley said, you know, these last three years I've learned a lot from you and I've, you know, I've been through all these adventures. I'm like, no, it actually has been over three years. Like, I, I like that, that real that real time kind of feel to it. I mean, obviously we've been watching it a bit quicker than that, but 
it, you, not it feel, that much. But you feel that time. You feel that time spent. And it, it yeah. feels, you know, so when they say it's been so long, it feels that like you've spent that much time with the characters. Uh, and obviously not really. It's only one hour a week as opposed to, you know, but it, it has that feeling. You build up that. It's, that, it's that, the... Uh... It's the pattern of it, you know, or yeah. the, the the routine that it's something that we've spoken about before, and it, it's kind of why you know us doing this, you know, weekly, uh, or you know, as much as we are, is a very different experience to. Well, we, we you know we we both have the option, you know, to just sit here and binge through all of this in what a matter of weeks, realistically, mm-hmm. so the, you know, the whole show if we really wanted to. But you, you don't get the same you know, routine, that attachment, you know, you know, that bonding with characters by doing that. I think that is lost by binging a show, any show. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, ultimately, like, I appreciate what they try to do here. And because I, I like the ending. I like when, you know, when everyone else arrives. We'll talk about the B-plot in a minute, but when everyone else arrives at the end and Wesley has gotten water to Picard, you know, he's been able to figure it out and he wakes up and his mother's there saying, Wesley, Wesley, wake up, blah, blah. And they're carrying Picard out in a stretcher. And he's okay. He's going to be okay. You know, Crusher, you know, Beverly Crusher's already seen to him. Yeah, she's got his vitals all good and all, blah, blah, blah. And Picard sort of says, you know, you know, Mr. Crusher. And he comes up and he's like, why is your uniform so filthy? And it's kind of a callback to the start of the episode when he was kind of like, you know, riding him a little bit for being late when he knows full well that, you know, Wesley should be putting away all the dangerous biohazard chemicals that he was playing with because... You don't leave those things around, you know? Uh, and, yeah, that, that's completed the arc of the episode for Wesley, because Wesley, instead of trying to make an excuse, stands up to Picard and says, you're not looking so hot yourself, so, <laughs> like, mm. you know, something to that effect. And it, it was a kind of, a, that, that, that moment I thought worked quite well. It was a nice, all-rounding kind of thing to the episode. It was just, there was a lot of weird steps in the middle that fell flat for me or tried too hard, and just not doing anything with that other character, just killing him off as quickly as they did, felt odd, given how it much is, time they spent building up. Say, weird choice. I think the trying too hard is where I really felt the problem, because mm. this show has, has shown it can do heavy emotional beats and dramatic beats for characters quite effectively, without overdoing it like this here. And I don't know quite why they felt the need to attempt it here. So I want I, maybe I'm being harsh on uh, Will Wheaton here, right? But I wonder if the, the the problem here is that this is essentially the Picard speech of the episode, but it's not Picard giving it. It's Wesley, you mm. know, the big emotional climatic speech, and it's not always Picard either. You know, there's definitely episodes where Data will make a great speech, and it'll be really profound, and, and in his own way, of course. You know, where he's talking about yeah. how he, you know how he's analyzing or feeling about not feeling, but you know what I mean, like, um, or Raker may have something, and. Uh, to a lesser extent some of the other characters you know it's rare the further you go down the sort of the cast list but usually it's picard sometimes it's these other characters here wesley gets the big speech his big speech when he's at picard's side is the big speech of the episode and it's supposed to be the, the linchpin that makes you feel the most things of the episode and i don't think the dialogue is as good as normal i don't think the acting you know i don't think wheaton's as good an actor as most of the other cast members it's i mean el- certainly not- he's better now yeah, certainly not as Patrick Stewart, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a pretty unfair comparison to most people on this show, to be fair there. It is. Uh, and, and, you know, he's he's obviously a lot younger than everyone else on the show. So, yeah, you know, I, t- I tend to cut him some slack in the end compartment, as I do with most teenage actors. But I wonder if that's why the music's trying so hard to make up for it. Like, I wonder you if think, that's... You know, they, they saw yeah. this in the edit and were looking at it and going, 
this isn't working. We need we need to make this point clear. And it's not the music obviously is a comfy Picard speech because it does it absolutely does, but it's a, it, it doesn't feel as there was a lot more brass in this. There was a lot more <laughs> like I don't know. I just yeah. I really feel like it was trying really hard to make me care about the moment. Um, so that's a shame. Uh, the, the, you know, the B plot is basically I actually had the, a, a, a logical issue with part of this uh, oh, cool. so basically there's a planet of, a peaceful planet that thinks they're under attack from some ship that's entered their orbit and when the Enterprise gets there it turns out it's actually just um, uh, basically a disposal ship that's full of radioactive material that's been drifting through space Yeah, basically instead of dumping it off to China like we do they went ah space uh, sure, and they so they there's okay. We have to get rid of this. We can't go too close to it though, because the radiation will affect the ship. Sure, whatever. Um, so they they come up with all these complex ideas of like they're going to take it to a sun and dispose of it, and they're going to they have to go through this asteroid belt. There's a lot of talk every time we cut back to them. There's a lot of talk of okay, we're trying to keep the tractor beam on it as we, you know, push it through or pull it through the you know the the the, the line of sight to get to the sun, and. I can't help but feel that my my admittedly rather basic understanding of physics, but in space, once you've set something on a path with some momentum, it just keeps going. It does, yes. Um, I'm wondering if they were thinking maybe the asteroids would knock it off. And they probably would, but one of the things they keep saying, though, is that they're, they're at risk because they're so close to it with the beam, and I'm like, why don't you get it shoved and then pull back, follow it, so once it gets to the asteroid, you can re, you know, yeah. Um, I mean, my question as well is, okay, you know, so you, you know, the, the the closest sun is there, and you know, and we're gonna go through this asteroid belt. Can I just go around? Take some time. Um, well, I mean, they're on a time crunch because they know they have to go try and look for Picard later, and they have to. You know, Riker has to make Do they the know choice. That yet? They know that very early. It's just Do quite they? early okay. on. Yeah. Uh, okay, maybe I'm just misremembering when that information occurs uh because when Riker gets told and because i've not even started moving it yet and he's like no we we're in the, we're in an emergency situation we'll have we'll turn back and look when we can but right now we're okay. gonna have to deal with this and like or how, how about i mean obviously it's at risk to the planet just now but if they if they even just push it f- far away enough from the planet so it's not killing the planet for a while yeah if i recall <laughs> it's basically this has been floating through space for god knows how long and it happened to get caught in the planet's gravity which yeah. you know sucked into orbit and essentially right yeah and good. that's what's getting them if you just pull it out of orbit put it in a in a direction to okay there's a lot of empty space it'll take ages to hit anything else we'll go grab picard and then we'll come back and, and deal with it then. yeah i just i felt there was a lot of reasons why they didn't have to treat this like a like what it was like like you say just move it away from the planet for now come back and dispose of it after well, you know, it's just, you know, it's far away from it. You know, you wouldn't have to move it that far, presumably. Like, surely you could just, far enough away that it's not going to get sucked back into orbit. <laughs> yeah, do. that's what I'd have thought. Um, and then, and alternatively, when they're talking about, oh, we have to stay close to it, and the radiation on the ship's reaching, you know, dangerous levels, I'm like, just push it with the tractor beam, <laughs> pull back, let it drift for a bit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Just, There's I, options I, here. There's options. <laughs> just on a more thematic point less you know less on the actual logistics of the, the thing yes. i feel like this plot was completely wasted the 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 point of this the idea of someone just offloaded their their trash and you know it became someone else's problem that's like a star trek episode that's what you know that should be an mm. episode at some point 
And I feel like we just wasted that on this that did absolutely nothing with that concept once once it yeah. was established. I feel like there wasn't even much of an ending to it. It was just kind of like, oh, it's time for them to turn back now. So they've, they've succeeded. <laughs> Pretty uh, much. And likewise... a whole big time crunch just to, oh, it's going to kill us, you know, yeah. but, and, then, and then it didn't. Yeah, it, it felt very anticlimactic. As did Wesley figuring out the, the, the puzzle of getting to the water, I felt like that was just basically him saying, I think I've almost figured it out. Do, 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 do. Oh, I figured it out. <laughs> yeah, it, there's a lot of like leaps here in this episode where it's like, oh, this is what we're going to do. And, and, and it sets up these problems. And, you know, and in its mind are quite complex problems that it has to solve. But it's not interested in showing us how they're solved. And it's, it's just, it's, don't worry about it. It's done. It's not the water problems, like it's not like that's important to the episode in terms of what it is. But I think the problem is, is that the whole point of this is to show that Wesley's quite capable, and you've already taken away the the the, the you know the antagonist, if you will, you know the the rival that he has to deal with. Yeah. So the way to show is be competent is to see him see see him solve this in a way that we can understand. That's quite smart. But we don't. We get him going, do, 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 oh, it's solved. There's nothing for us to latch on to is, oh, what he did there was quite smart or impressive. It's all just kind of, and magically he's done it now. You know, it's kind of... Mm. So, yeah, there's not really much to take from that, that those elements of the episode. I, well, I laughed early on, actually, because see when they find out on the ship that, the, you know, the, the shuttle didn't make it to the, the moon or the planet, and they don't know where they are. At the end of the scene, because Riker makes this choice to, you know, they have to deal with this first, the camera does this thing where it sweeps over to uh, Beverly Crusher, right? And she looks really concerned. And in my head, I went, oh, yeah, she's upset because, you know, Picard's kind of like a, a love interest and she's really d- d- scared about that. And then, like, two <laughs> seconds later, I went, oh, yeah, and her son's there, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I actually um, really didn't like that. I thought it was, again, it was really overdramatic. And and that was before most of the overdramatic stuff in the episode. So I kind of let it slide. But thinking back on it in hindsight, it's like, okay, it's another instance of it. I, 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 I mean, it's a little bit over-directed. Because mm. uh, uh, even before all this, I was kind of excited at the idea of them being trapped in a desert. I thought it was going to be more about survival. And it kind of it kind of was to an extent, but it wasn't For quite... like five minutes. Yeah, it wasn't quite the survival episode that I thought. Because um, when he makes an arrow to, so that, you know, anyone who, you know, the away team, if they come down, they'll see that they went in this direction. I was like, okay, that's quite smart. I like these details. I like the, this thought, mm. thought process. And it was making me think of that uh, Mads Mikkelsen film I watched a few months ago uh, in the Arctic. Oh, yes. Uh, I, think, Arctic. I think it was called Arctic. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah, about yeah. it. But that's he did. Right, movie. There were similar things in that movie that he did, like little smart things, just mm. in case someone finds his, you know, his crashed uh, helicopter or plane, whatever it was. Um, so. Nah, yeah, I, I mean, it wasn't a terrible watch, though. I wasn't, like, miserable as I was watching. There was, you know, there was things to like, there was ideas to like, there was moments to like, but uh, overall, a bit lacking in execution could have been a bit better written. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. that comes down to all of it. Every department could have been a bit better written, could yeah. have been a bit better directed, could have been a bit better acted, you know, all round, just little bits, you know, everything could have just been improved. But yeah. nothing was, like, terrible on its own. That pretty much sums it up. Um, I, I mean, the ensign who was next to Data on the bridge actually got named. I didn't catch it, but you know, Raker actually called her by name at one point. I was like, oh, someone got yeah. a name. I didn't notice. I mean, maybe I didn't notice that they didn't have a name before. That that's more than what uh, most uh, you know background characters on the show in the bridge get. Um, which actually made me I, because they saw. I, I felt like I noticed her more because of that, and I started paying attention not just to her but the people in the background, and I just. Maybe this was a sign that the plot wasn't that interesting to me. 
but I was paying attention to the extras and on the bridge, and I was like, man, like, I know it seems easy to just pretend you're doing stuff at a computer, but like, I wonder like how the extras sort of think about how often they should like do certain movements, like, because because like her specifically at the front, she's sort of like looking down and looking back up as if she's like navigating, and she's looking. At that. I was like, like how often do you do? Because if you do it too often, it'll look maybe kind of silly that you're kind of. I, I assume that's something that the director has told them, and if it's someone who's uh, recurring in, in that position, well, you know, mm. okay, yeah, a couple of times, they, they, they know what they're doing. Well, I wonder if it's less the director and more the, like, for an ongoing series like this, they, they literally have, like, a little... Style guide. Yeah, it's a style guide, orientation, like, day, where, okay, this season's extras have all assembled, so we're going to take them for, like, you know, a couple of hours and say, okay, here's the rules, here's what you do on set when you're at the computers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe a little handbook. Something yeah. I don't know. Uh, I got me thinking. I don't know. I, was just, I mean, obviously it's true for us to be editing, but I think, and this because there's so many like extras at all times on the bridge, just at computers do, 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 do doing, just standing there tapping screens. Yeah, looking busy. Which I think, you know, every so often you'll you, someone will point out, and you don't always notice it because you're focused on the main actors, you're focused on the main things. But every so often someone will point out like a background extra in a scene in a movie who's actually a little bit weird or a little bit off and not doing what they're supposed to be. Uh, yeah. A famous one is there's a shot in the trailer for Dunkirk where one of the soldiers is like all the heads are going down because there's, there's like a plane going overhead. But there's this one if you're paying attention to him, he's just kind of like, oh, oh, oh yeah, I suppose I'll put my head there. <laughs> like it's just very like. You know what the thing is? Yeah. I believe there was at least one soldier doing that in reality. <laughs> it looks weird in the, the the tone of the scene. <laughs> it, it, no, I, I buy that, and it was yeah. clearly a mistake. But you know, it, you know, I, I won't defend this movie that often. Yeah. I believe there was a soldier that did that. All right, okay. That was a dopey uh, one. Anyway, so what's coming up next time then? Uh, we got an episode called The Loss, and... Oh dear. Uh, Uh-oh. As an unknown force drags the Enterprise, Deanna Troy struggles with the loss of her powers. Oh, great. She becomes even less useful. <laughs> I don't know why it's such a struggle. You know, they've been useful, like four times in, in, in the whole show so far. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure she'll manage. Yeah, this is... This is like losing your sense of smell. It's a little bit annoying, but like, eh. <laughs> like, it's not the worst sense to lose. Yeah. You know, I'll survive. <laughs> I'll get yeah. used to it. Alright, well. That's the loss. Uh, that's upset. Yeah, you can, you can like, you know, clean the letter trays would be much easier. No sense yeah, of smell. Exactly. Yeah, there's, 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 I mean, sure, the smells will be missed, but there's a lot of bad smells that you won't have to deal with anymore. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, so that's next time. That's the loss. Uh, so let us know what you thought of this one, though, in the comments. Like and subscribe. Like is super important on YouTube. Helps us out. Gets us on the uh, the algorithm, the YouTube algorithm. All the all the elves in the algorithm all doing the buttons, like like in the Star Trek extras, do, 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 doing. That is uh, about as useful. Be honest. <laughs> I just imagine all our elves in white and red uniforms. Uh, why? Why? What? Is that just because it's YouTube? Colors? YouTube colors. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, white with red trim, but with a red hat. All. Do, 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 that's do, do, that's do. very blinding. If you if you looked at an army of those. <laughs> and just uh, wait. Lot... Hang on. What kind of elves are we talking about? We're talking like two foot Christmas elves. We're talking like you know fantasy elves. You know, d- dis- describe. Uh, two foot Christmas elves, although maybe with some fantasy stylings in the face, you know, they sort of got the long, long faces, pointy yeah, yeah. Um, pointy ears for sure. Uh, and I'm imagining a lot of pneumatic tubes and stuff where they're like, okay, this uh, has X number of likes and comments because in that tube, whoosh, 
<laughs> I, I love that even, even youtube it's, it's all manual it's all yes scrolls in tubes yes they claim they claim it's all automatic but it's not it's all it's all pneumatic tubes and elves <laughs> i buy it i don't know I'm, I'm reminded of that uh that thing they did for april fools like five years ago where they, there's like youtube now is a physical delivery service and it was like there's like a little trailer oh, they yeah. made of like people delivering youtube videos and it was like Ten thousand boxes a day because that's how much content is uploaded to YouTube. It was really just a bragging video, wasn't it? I guess it was in hindsight, but it was funny. Well, I got it. it was cute. Yeah. All right, there you go. Uh, also, get us on Patreon, of course, Patreon.com/slash/MailFestTV. Uh, we're the only elves uh, with the tubes that are us. So, <laughs> Patreon. As far as we know. Yes. Uh, but so go and have have a look and get some uh, bonus goodies uh, for a little little bit of money. Uh, but that's us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching Star Trek, guys. And when it comes to the ladies, Wesley Crusher is in complete control. <laughs>